Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. Live from Nadim's parents' closet and Mitha's adulthood bedroom, it's the first annual Demita Awards. Here are your hosts, Nadim and Mitha. Hold for applause. <laughs> oh, we're so professional. We're so profesh. <laughs> we actually didn't have a, we don't have a, an introduction monologue written. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We're terrible award show hosts. <laughs> we're kind of like James Franco and Anne Hathaway. Oh my gosh, are you James Franco? No, uh, James. You Franco think I'm so... James Franco? Absolutely. <laughs> no. If anything, I'm more the Anne Hathaway. I think we're both kind of Anne Hathaway. Poor Anne. She really tried that award show. She did. She really but, tried to. You make know, it work. I I think she could have done it by herself. I think so. I think she was like. I don't think she needed. She was much. He was awful. I don't know what happened terrible. there. Terrible. He terrible didn't choice. want to be there. I know, but then why <laughs> say yes? Because I think that was at a point in his life it's he was saying yes to everything. China. Like, you can do what you want. <laughs> he was saying yes to everything, though. Think about it. In terms of, like, school and what he was studying and any opportunities that were coming his way, I think. I don't know. I don't like him. You know that. I know so. you have a thing for James Franco. <laughs> <Yeah. Franco. laughs> and that's a big reason why I don't like him. But, yeah. Because then he threw Anne under the bus. He totally threw Anne under the bus. Yeah. I will say, though, that the Oscars have never had amazing hosts. I think, like, even in the Billy Crystal days that they've been, they were good. Billy Crystal yeah. and Whoopi Goldberg. Berg. Steve Martin. But never, like, not Tina and Amy. No. And, like, why aren't Tina and Amy hosting the Oscars? They've said they wouldn't. My question. They've actually really? said that. I think, I don't know if they've been offered, but they said that it's too much pressure. That is a lot. People tend to hate whoever hosts yeah. the Oscars. To be quite honest, the people who could pull it off, though, are Tina and Amy. Like, I think yeah. they have garnered so much clout for those, th- those I guess, four at this point, Golden Globes that they hosted. And they're s- yeah. so good. I go back and watch those monologues all the time. This last one was bad, though. I no, not this one. But them. the three live ones, I watch <laughs> those live all ones the are... time. They're so funny. They're... Yeah, we'll count those. We'll forget about this last yeah. one. It didn't happen. I will say, though, that do you remember when Ellen hosted the second time, not the first time? The Oscars? Yeah. The one where she yes. got that selfie with. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. It was a and good. she had pizza. She had pizza. <laughs> there were some solid yeah. gags in that one. That was good. And then there was the I year that like Jimmy that. Kimmel hosted with the La La Land mix up. <laughs> so good. There's that picture of like Busy Phillips just like covering her mouth. Oh my God. Yeah. Pure shock. <laughs> I remember. I love that photo. I remember it was the year my wife. I was pregnant with our daughter and it was right after like my sister had gotten married. And so she was like, I'm going to bed Be- because everyone just everything was going. So according to plan, she's like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. Nothing's going to happen. And this was the first year. So we used to do an Oscar party every year. Mm-hmm. And we had, didn't do that one that year because it was my sister had gotten married in early January. She was pregnant. My wife was pregnant. It was just it, and it was a lot of work to do it. So we were like, oh, we won't do it. And then when that moonlight got La La Land mix-up happened i was on my couch alone and i was just like what is happening here this is history (laughs) it was surreal to experience that it was it was so strange but it also to me it felt fake like i felt like they did it yeah i remember thinking like oh they did that purposely and i think emma stone like made a comment afterwards of like 
Because Warren Beatty had said he was still holding the envelope that Emma Stone had had that had said La La Land because she had, I think she had won just before. So I think they had done best. They actually clarified that. So they, the one Faye Dunaway opened said Emma Stone for La La Land. And that was because they actually print two. Two. Oh. Yeah. And so Faye Dunaway. Because Emma Stone had said, I still have my envelope. Yeah. I took it. They yeah. Print, okay. And they clarified that they print two. And what was supposed to have happened didn't happen. So I guess they like. Faye Dunaway got the wrong card and then she opened it and it said Emma Stone. And if you watch that, she like turns it to Warren Beatty and he then he just announces it. She's like, what is this? (laughs) This isn't the right one, Warren. Yeah. And And really, they should have been like, I think we have the wrong envelope here. And then like passed it on because Moonlight winning was an upset. It wasn't expected. No, it wasn't. It was, Yeah. And I know how you feel about that. <laughs> but I love Moonlight. I will say. You yeah. know how I like La La Land, but... It is it is deserving of yeah. its win. But La La Land also deserved it. I think that's the only difference is that they were they both deserved that. But I think if it had happened with any other movie, I don't think the reaction would have been as like... I don't think people would have been as happy about it. I think La- Moonlight was this small movie about like gay black people that was so like... It's a beautiful film, and I don't think anyone expected it to be as successful as it was. So when mm-hmm. it won, it felt it felt like a victory, and it felt like a just victory. Yeah, but I feel bad because it kind of was overshadowed a little bit yes. by La La Land coming up on stage and being like, we didn't win. We didn't win, you guys. There was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the way that guy, that guy handled I mean, it. me too. <laughs> I would have been just as pissed off. So would you have been. You think yeah. you've won this like major, <laughs> the biggest award in your life for someone to be like, sorry. <laughs> Actually, get the get off the get stage off the right stage. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. That's fair. Was, I mean, I think people were pissed oh, off. What a time! Remember <laughs> award shows? I know. Now there are all these weird like Zoom Hodge award Hodge. shows. I don't know. I don't except know. for ours. <laughs> ours, is, ours is exactly ours as it is should so be. Good. Yes. Remember when we said we weren't going to do any small talk? I know. <laughs> But we we weren't going to do like live, like what's happening in the world, but I think award centric small talk. Sure. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Should we should we just do it? Let's just get into, Let's it. Just get into yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll explain it first and then we'll go into sort of our, okay. you wanna, our thing. You so, yeah, this is essentially like our clip show episode. Mm. I don't think we're going to put in too many clips though because we're not um, that obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> also, that's a but, lot of work. <laughs> That's a lot of work for Nadim, so we won't we won't be putting that on to him. But we did want to have an episode where we kind of wrapped up everything that we've done in this past year, um, take a look at some of our favorites, some of our letdowns, some of the things that excited us the most, um, and kind of talk about them and look at this whole experience as a whole. And it's something I think we're going to do at the end of every season, which is super fun and exciting. But yeah, so this is the first annual Demita Awards where we're going to take a look at our first season of how to, I almost called it how to, how to, get how to stay alive. Oh, how to stay alive. It's kind of all of it. <laughs> that was our first title, how to stay alive, to stay alive movies yeah. to watch before the end of the world. But now it's just movies to watch before the end of the world. We've grown a lot with this podcast. We actually, we found out how to market this better how to record better. I think we've improved. Yes. I think this first season, when we become like the serial of the movie podcast world, we'll be able <laughs> to look back at the season one and be like, wow, what a what a lesson. What a learning lesson that was. We're going to be laughing at ourselves. Absolutely. Like, oh, oh, we were such children. Such children. That's what we'll sound. <laughs> That's what people who have successful podcasts sound like, apparently. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't. No. We didn't know what we, we were doing. We had no doing. idea what we were doing. No. And I actually, I don't, 
I've listened to some of the later ones. I don't listen to the first ones, though, because I think it would be... It's hard. It's hard, yeah. I don't think we were... <laughs> there's a lot of things we learned. It's a lot of small things I think we learned along the way. So I'm yeah. excited for season two because I think it's going to launch exactly as we want it to. Yes. Where season one was a lot more learning as we went along. And it's still a learning curve, Absolutely. too. We're not saying we're experts by any means. I mean, I am, we're but not. whatever. I mean... uh, I'm not. <laughs> I can be honest with myself. Yeah, this this has honestly been such a great such a great experience for Mita and I. I know we talk about it a lot, but this is really, I think, the episode where we can really talk about I think what we learned about like podcasting mm-hmm. and movie watching in general and what that means. And like you'll see one of our awards is about how movie felt like homework, but sometimes watching a movie can feel like homework. When you have yeah. when you have to watch one a week for a year, sometimes it's a you know, things happen. Mita and I have actually had a lot of personal things go on in this last year and have still somehow it's managed true. to make this work and if if you are looking for something to make you I think organized and give you structure this really I think gave Mita and I it helped in a lot of ways I think because when you have this one thing that has to get done every week all the time it helps guide the rest of your life in a weird way yeah like I think my one of my biggest lessons is I think you and I always give a each other the notion that we are all vision people but no execution people and this is like one of the first few times outside of like schoolwork Mm -hmm. where I've actually had to execute something and like make sure it gets done and then the fact that we've had each other to hold each other accountable has been very good Um, but no it's definitely brought me more structure and I'd say that I'm a fairly organized Mm -hmm. person but I think this has taken me to my next level Um, I'm now best friends with all my spreadsheets so (laughs) it's been it's been a ride and a he- heck of a one. Should, can I say hell of a one? I can swear, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think one other thing I want to talk about is about, I think Mitha and I appear like we are like best friends since like childhood. But <laughs> yeah. this podcast has actually brought Mitha and I so much closer than we were even at the beginning of this. Because we, Mitha and I know each other from work. We used to work together and then we parted ways and we would kind of talk to each other every now and then, but not like as, not super regularly. And then when the lockdown happened, no one had anything to do. And we just kind of started <laughs> this. Idea, we started talking about this idea. Movies, yeah. And then we were like, we should do a movie podcast. And I think it was the perfect time because if we had had jobs and things to do, we wouldn't have started it. We No, we wouldn't have. So it's nice that something good has actually come yeah. out of COVID-19. I will absolutely say I think it's a great like it's probably the best thing that's come out of COVID for me is this podcast is like, yeah, that this podcast and our, our friendship. Our friendship, yeah. because I'll tell you something, listeners. I used to text Nadine, <laughs> not not fairly regularly. I would send a text like every now and then, yeah. just like, you know, like a, hey, what's up? Or like, have you watched this or anything? And I would get no answer, <laughs> nothing, crickets, to the point where I used to be like, are you alive? Yeah. <laughs> or I would send the Glenn Close meme of, I will not be ignored, I will not Dan. be ignored, Dan. That's my favorite <laughs> Um, I'm a notorious bad me. texter. I'm notoriously bad on all my communication, like social media communication. I am yeah. I am one of the few people who would rather pick up a phone call and talk to you. But now Mita and I talk like, honestly, like day to night, every day. Yeah. There's so many text messages now. I had to look back at something and I was annoyed. I was like, oh, why do we talk so Oh my so God. Much? If we, if I, if it's outside of a week. I'm honestly forget about it. And I'm like, I got to find another way to find this because it's not worth having to scroll back through those messages. Yep. Just not. So I don't do it. But no, yes, it's definitely brought our friendship to be better. Um, and I, I love that about this. Yeah. I love this for our show. Yeah. But I don't think they, the listeners care. I think they're here. Oh, no, they're here I for the good. 
Okay, yeah, that's fair. So we have eight movie awards. So movie awards and podcast awards. We've got eight designated and we've got a couple of other special things. We're not going to make this as long as an episode, I think, because there's actually significantly less to talk about. But we're going to share what we thought or for some of our favorites or least favorites. And Mita and I will just kind of go back and forth and have a bit of a conversation. So what are we starting with, Mita? Well, do you want to start with your top three intros? Yes. We should start with intros. I think that's fair. So. (laughs) Our listeners will know that Mita always, Mita was always the one who started the show. So she would pick something from the movie and uh, base that on how to welcome us into the episode. Some were good, some were less good. So I'm going to pick my top three. I'm going to start with honorable mention. I'm going to give you my top three. So three, two, one. But my number four honorable mention goes to Reversal of Fortune. (laughs) <laughs> not the introduction, but if you go back and listen to the episode, it's because Mita had technical difficulties and we had to start the entire episode with a a warning to our listeners that, hey, <laughs> I don't sound this screechy usually, but now I do. And so oh that gosh. is that is my honorable mention. Number three <laughs> is yeah. going to go to The Room and The Disaster um, Artist. What did I do? I don't even remember. So I love... I love the line "Oh hi," from 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 the room. It's I I I love it. Oh, and it has to be O H H A I. That's how you have to say it. Oh, oh hi. hi, oh hi, Mark. <laughs> so, oh hi, Nadim. Mita saying "Oh hi, Nadim" was is just a personal favorite. Number two, I'll say was traffic. You might not remember it, but I do remember. <laughs> Beep, 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 beep. beep. <laughs> but I, and I, it's, that's not my favorite part. It's the beep, beep. And then there was silence because I didn't know why you did that. And you said, it's traffic. <laughs> and that's why I'm such a big fan of that opening. But my number Can one. Can I give a little tidbit on that please, one? Please, absolutely. I didn't know what I was going to do until we hit record. That worked out. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> so I want to ask you, what do you think my number one is? I know what my number one is. What's your number my one? number one is. The click from Hereditary, um, because the instant I saw that in the movie, I was just like, that's what I have to do when we open up. Yeah. Was that your number one? That was my number one. The click from Hereditary. It was, I remember loving it. I remember thinking like, that was perfect. So it had to be my number one introduction. I didn't want to list your bottom three, but so I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. There were some that were just like pure laziness. Well, some of them were hard to do too. Yeah, that is true. Some of the movies were hard. Having a creative mind is is hard work. So much work. So much work. (laughs) But I think it's now time to go into our awards. Our awards. Okay. So our first award is going to be for the biggest surprise. So this is the movie that was on our list. Or I guess um, we should explain we're looking at this generally. So it could have been something from my list or something from Nadim's list that either one of us is choosing. So all 50 Um, movies are game. Yes, all 50 are accountable. Um, so for biggest surprise, this is one that, you know, we weren't expecting to like so much or we were kind of just like maybe thinking this one would have been homework. Um, but then after watching it, we really enjoyed it and loved it. And it was a huge surprise to us. So Nadim, what was your choice for biggest surprise? So my biggest surprise, I think what I'm going to go with biggest surprise is less at the time what I thought and more how I feel about it now. Mm-hmm. because I didn't expect to like it retrospectively. At the time, I thought it was a fine movie. I enjoyed watching it, but I didn't think it was amazing. I questioned whether it should be on the list. I don't know if I still feel like it should be on the list, but I think 
when I think about the movie, when I think about the episode two, it's fond memories and I like yeah. it, which is why I have chosen Reversal of Fortune as my uh, biggest surprise. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so honored because it was one of my movies. <laughs> I don't know. You love me. You really, really love me. I do. Absolutely. What about yeah. you? Um, so my biggest surprise was Gaslight. Oh. Um, because when you had brought it up, it's from 1940. Like four or 42 or something. 40, yeah. yeah. It's old. I was like, yeah. I was like, great. Nadine's going to make me watch another old movie again. And I was like, I really don't think I'm going to like this just because of its age. And I also wasn't in the mood for like old time stuff okay. at that time. Um, so I thought I was going to be really bored, but, and I was very dismissive about watching it as well, but I was really intrigued from the get go of it. It is quite the thriller. And like, even though you can kind of guess what's going to happen in it, you're still very excited to watch all of those things. And it's something that's so relevant to today's time still. Um, I highly recommend you listen to our episode on it because we go into that mm -hmm. quite a bit. But I was super delighted to have watched it and surprised and I loved it. And I do have a runner up. Okay. My runner up <laughs> is The Third Man. Oh. Yeah. So First. <laughs> for some of the same reasons of that this was an older movie and i was like great <laughs> another black and white movie <laughs> another black and white movie what am i gonna do yeah. but again like so exciting and thrilling and it reminded me a lot of knives out in a lot of ways oh. which yeah which if you know that is my favorite film from 2019 oh. mine's not parasite mine is knives out that's fair but yeah, both of those kind of the same idea of like, these are older movies, so maybe I wouldn't necessarily have watched them on my own, but I was super surprised and delighted to have watched them. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I th and I, I, what I really like is that those are movies I don't think, I don't think I would have ever picked Reversal of Fortune if you hadn't put it on your list. Yeah. And same thing with like Gaslight. I don't, or like even The Third Man. I don't think they're like yeah. movies you would naturally gravitate towards. So it's nice to know that this kind of worked, this podcast. It did. <laughs> like, it, we came out on top. Look at us. So award number two is for the movie that should have been cut from the list. So we picked 50 movies, 25 each, and they weren't all, they weren't all amazing. So mm -hmm. I think there were some that I wouldn't say necessarily regret. I don't regret watching any of these, but I think we could have made space for other movies and removed some. So Mita, what is the, your, what is the one you think we should have cut? Well, speaking of space, so... <laughs> Originally, we were so, so for our holiday episode, we were going to watch unconventional kind of yeah. holiday movies. And a part of that, we were going to watch the original Star Wars trilogy. So episode four, five and six, mm -hmm. because although I've seen some of them, I, I can't say I know them. Mm -hmm. And so we had planned that out and the holidays just got to us mm -hmm. because it was a busy time of the year. We were both busy with work and family and things outside of our control. And so we're like, it's just too much of a project to take on all those Star Wars movies. So in, instead of doing that, we watched Trading Places, <laughs> which I did not enjoy yeah. one bit. I just like I I'm still having a hard time understanding how that's part of like the comedy lexicon yeah. and how it's considered to be like one of the best, you know, comedies in our time because I just didn't find it funny at all yeah. and kind of like just there's a lot of bad things about that movie. So I I definitely think that we maybe should have cut that one and thought of something else in that mm -hmm. in that replacement. But yeah, so trading places is my pick for movies that should have been cut. Interesting cuz that was my runner up. 
training places oh. was my was was this was the second on the list because I for many of the same reasons I just didn't I didn't like it that much I didn't really think it was I didn't think it was funny like I really just didn't think it was as good as I had heard I think one of the reasons it didn't make the top spot though is because I think despite the fact that we didn't like it I think you still need to watch it because it is so such a popular and such a well-renowned film to be able mm-hmm. to say hey I don't know why this is popular and well-renowned you can't form Fair, that yeah. opinion until you say it so that's my opinion but the movie that I really think should have been cut from the list Mita is Good Time oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> just one one good time and much like the title i think mita was the only one who had a good time i'm not the only one that had a good time with good time i was just not i like the safety brothers i quite liked uncut gems this just it seemed it didn't jive with me to the point where when i was actually coming up with my winners i forgot we had did this episode like i completely <laughs> forgot this was a movie and then i saw the title and i was just like absolutely this is forgettable because i literally forgot about it so that's why i'm sorry mita Good time. That's fair. Without good time, though, we wouldn't have uncut gems. I'm just gonna say that. I don't think that. Oh, interesting. That would have happened. Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> but now we move to movie that should have been on the list. Yes. So this is one that should have been yeah. on the list. It's as simple as that. I don't know how you approached it. I looked at our original list, but how did you okay. approach it? I yeah. There were as we were doing this, there were definitely a bunch of times where I was just like. Oh, I, sh- I could have done this. I could have done this. Despite having watched as many movies as I have, and despite doing this podcast, there is, I can do, we can, I think, do a whole other list of movies, like a whole 25 more movies that would be just yeah. as zeitgeisty and important to put on this list. And so I kind of, I based mine off of that. But okay. my choice, my runner up was actually Star Wars because I have not wow. fully seen the original trilogy. I've seen... I've seen like the first three in the series with Jar Jar mm-hmm. Binks and Hayden Christensen, which I think are terrible. And I have never saw the last three. But so I, I want to sit down and I want to watch the original three. But w- one movie that I really think I should have watched and didn't is Gone with the Wind because I have not seen Gone with the Wind. And I think <sighs> I have to. So yeah. I think Gone with the Wind is definitely a movie I, I want to watch. And I think the problem is it's like four hours or four and a half hours or something. It's a lot of movie. And I think putting it on this podcast makes it a requirement. Like I have to sit down and watch it. So I'm going to sit down and watch it. I don't know if I'm going to have the energy to do it outside of this. So I feel like I should have okay. put it on the list. There you go. You? Um, so I looked at this a little bit differently. I looked at our original mm-hmm. list that we had compiled. Um, and so I I picked one from my original list and I picked one from your original list. Which one would you like me to start with? Start with mine because I think okay. yours is – we cut a lot from your list. We did cut a lot. My list changed Dramatically, so much, yeah. So much. Um, but I was figuring things out. I didn't quite know, like, what did I really want yeah. to see? And I didn't know what the definition of movies to see was. Yeah. And we figured that out along the way. But um, originally from your list, I want the movie that I wish we would have watched is The Great Escape because oh. I, I too have not seen it. Uh, looking at what 
your list is now. I understand why we cut yeah. it. It was it's very male centered. Yeah. It's very male heavy, and especially towards the end of our season, we did watch a lot of similar movies, mm-hmm. and so I get why you took it off there. But it is something that I've always wished to have seen as well, and so a little disappointed that we didn't get to it. But I'll get to it in my own time, especially because I love a heist. Like I love a right? good heist. So a heist? I kind of yeah. I was disappointed in that as well. And it's interesting that you say that because I feel like. We changed movies. Sometimes we didn't know like until a week before we were recording what we were recording the next week. And I yeah. do wish the one thing I I, I want to take away from to season two is that I want there to be a little bit more cohesion throughout yeah. the series as opposed to like figuring it out as we go along. Well, I will say that I had mine pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but we still changed it. We did change some things. Yes, yes, that is true. But I do have for season two. I have it mapped out. Okay, all right. Don't you worry about Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Um, But for my list, I actually wish that we had watched Annihilation. Really? I know. I was looking at that. I was like, I still haven't seen that. And I haven't seen it because I think it was on Netflix at the time that I put it on my list. So I was also... No, it's not. And I was looking for things that were attainable because I didn't want us to spend too much money. We ended up spending a lot in the end. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've just spent like 30, 40 bucks in the last little while on just Oscar movies. Yeah. So (laughs) I I had it on there because it was on Netflix. Mm -hmm. But when I look at that IMDb page for it, there's so many people in there that excite me. It's Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Tessa Thompson's in it. Mm -hmm. And it's... It's sci-fi, which I am interested in, and I and it's women, <laughs> and it's empowering from what I understand. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that because I haven't seen it. No. And I keep saying to myself, like, I want to see this. I want to see this. So that's the one that I really – I kind of wish we would have kept on there because I think we do have a lot of old movies on our list yes. too. And it would have been interesting to watch something that has been made in the last five years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. What, what I think this on? next one's your favorite category. Oh, the one that felt like homework. So yeah, <laughs> again, some of these movies were like it was it was a work to sit through them. It was really movies should be fun to watch. They are meant to be entertaining. At the end of the day, they, they are art, but art should still be, I think, fulfilling. And some of these movies, mm-hmm. they were a slog to get through, even if they were good, but they were a slog to get through. Yeah, they were tough. So the one that was the toughest for me. And this is more about, like, life. The nice thing about looking back on all these is, like, oh, yeah, we watched this, and this was what was happening to me at that time. Mm -hmm. This was what was going on in my life at that time. And so, for me, the one that felt quite a bit like homework was No Country for Old Men. Oh, really? Yeah. Because at that time, so I... So at the start of this quarantine, I came to Ottawa because my dad's house has a lot more space than my apartment in Toronto did. Um, And so I was able to kind of move around freely and do things. And while I was in Ottawa, I kind of came to this realization of like, no, I want to be back in Ottawa. I want to be at home. I don't want to live in Toronto anymore. And then I had to go back to Toronto for work. And then within a few weeks, I found out that I was going to be moving back to Ottawa for work, which was really exciting for me. But we watched No Country for Old Men during the two weeks that I was off, like packing up the last four years of my life. Mm -hmm. And so my mind was preoccupied with those things because I had a lot to do in a short period of time. Also, moving during a pandemic is very difficult. It's hard. Um, and it's hard when you're on your own, mm-hmm. too, yep. because you you can't have 
people come over and help you pack up things. You can't have your family, like you can't borrow somebody's car (laughs) if you need it. And so it was just an overwhelming period in my time. And I was watching this literally, like I can think of myself, I was sitting on my bed watching this on my laptop and I had piles of clothes Uh. and junk and stuff just all around me. And like, I am one of those people, my environment is a reflection of like my mind. And so I just was all over the place and like getting through this movie was so much. And this in itself is such an emotional movie in a yeah. lot of ways. It's a heavy There's movie a too. It's heavy. There's so much to go through. And I don't know if I gave it the time that it needed to like actually absorb it. And when I listened back on that episode, I was like, I don't actually feel a lot of the ways that I'm describing. I think it really was that moment in time was really stressful and mm-hmm. hard for me to go through. Um, and so I would like to revisit that movie because oh. I don't think it would feel like homework. But at that time, it was just like, no, I have to do this because Nadim and I have to record on this day and I need to be done yeah. and I need to pack up all this stuff. And it was just a lot. But yeah, that was my homework movie for me. That's interesting because yeah. I was actually just going to ask at the end, would you rewatch it? And I think I love No Country for Old Men, like yeah. it's capital L. But I'm sad to hear that, that it was rough. But yeah. like at the end of the day, like we were really diligent. We, I mean, Mita had a move. You had personal issues. I had a move. Like there was a lot of things that happened in that in yeah. like over the last year. And we still somehow managed to do it. I also moved, so in November, <laughs> moved into my parents' house from my place because we bought a house that's going to be ready in August, um, but the market was just so hot here that we sold it. I don't remember what I watched during that time or at the end of the day, how I watched it. Like, I have no idea <laughs> right? how I actually went through it, but I think it was, I think it was watching like Moonstruck and I think it was, it was Moonstruck, I think was what we were doing. But to me, it's interesting. To me at the time, it felt like relief. Like it was my, oh, oh, I have to watch this movie. So I'm going to sit down and, you know, it was it was the thing I got to do. Yeah. It was like the thing I got to reward myself with was our podcast movie. Because to me, the movie that felt like homework was, interestingly enough, our very first movie, 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> because <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I, I still, I think I gave it a three and a half star at the time. I still hold on to that. I still respect it as a movie. It is not an easy movie to sit through, though. And no. it's not one I, I respect it as as a as a film goer and as a filmmaker. Like I can really respect it for what it is and what it stands for and all of that. But it is not a fun movie to sit through. It is, in fact, super boring. And only gets interesting in the last half hour. It's not, you know, it's it's not something that I would I don't know if I'll ever sit down and be like, oh, you know, I'm I'm in the mood for something fun. Well, let's turn on two thousand one. So that's how I gauged my homework question was like how did it feel like I was like I don't think I ever would have turned it off, but at the time, I think I sat through it because I was like, I have to watch this. Yeah. So I did. It's interesting you say that because recording it too was like homework because we did record it yes! twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We had to, we did yeah. a recording and the recording was bad and Mita and I figured out how to record properly. So we had to record the episode a second time, but. And our first recording, the actual was conversation. so good. Was so good, but we couldn't recreate that. No. And that's, I think, one thing. Mita and I also, I think, realized that we cannot talk about the movies until we get to this. This is unplanned, these conversations, by the way. We have, like, a format that we go through. We have a structure of what we're going to talk about overall, but we do not discuss the movies or, like, what we want to bring up beforehand because we want this to be as natural and as free-flowing as possible. So sometimes you might say things like, hey, Catherine Hepburn is Audrey Hepburn's mother. (laughs) Um, by you might say things Nadim said that I know that that is not the truth <laughs> but that's the whole point is sometimes you say things that might not be true yeah there you go it happens it happens 
Mita, what's our next category? So our next category, speaking of recordings, yeah. <laughs> is our best recording. Yeah. So this is the one that, you know, we enjoyed the most. We actually, when we sat down and we were having this conversation, we enjoyed that experience the most. So Nadim, what do you think was your our best recording? I'm going to, this is a bit of a, I'm cheating a little bit, but my runner up okay. for this is actually Ye Jivani Head Divani. Oh. Recent, so it's in my head, but I loved that conversation because I think, I think Bollywood at times gets a, a bad rap or is mi- very misunderstood. And I think mm-hmm. Ye Jivani Head Divani is like the perfect example of that about this like big brash Bollywood movie that has like beautiful people and beautiful costumes and is shot in like a palace in Udaipur and like has these great song and dance numbers, but it's actually really about something and really has something to say. And I think to be able to talk about that with someone and like talk about that with someone like South Asian who maybe comes from a place of like knowing as opposed to trying to educate someone. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it, it's it's different yeah. if I'm talking to someone who doesn't know Bollywood versus I'm talking to someone who knows Bollywood and maybe didn't like experience the same thing as me. So I really enjoyed that conversation. But at the end of the day, the only thing I think that trumps that is the before series. Oh. I loved that entire. I love that we watched those three films. I love that we reviewed them all. I love the conversation, the flow of it. Like when you listen to those three episodes and like how we feel about those characters and how they grow with us and how we grow with them. I think it's such a. It's a, it was a, such a great idea that we did that. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. That's a good. It's good that you picked a series because I picked a series too. Okay. Um, so mine is, I, I did really enjoy our conversation throughout it, but I do have like personal feelings towards how I approached the series. Okay. And so that was when we watched the Godfather yep. series. Um, and I think our conversation is really great through that. And it's nice to see, to look at something that's such a renowned trilogy mm-hmm. and kind of see like what it started at, how it got really great and how it ended terribly. <laughs> And to look at all the elements, like what was that play there? And we talked a lot about like, you know, directors having control over things Mm -hmm. and a studio kind of putting pressure on someone and what that produces and it produces junk. Um, But for my personal experiences from watching it, so we were super we were super diligent about this and we had given ourselves quite a bit amount of time to actually be able mm-hmm. to watch all three. But in true Meet Us Up with fashion, I kind of waited till the last minute there to, to finish them. I was so good. I started the first one like really early yeah. on and I was like, yeah, I'll have time to watch two and three. And then I think like the weekend before we were going to record, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I haven't watched. I've watched one and a half and I need oh, to okay. finish two and a three. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to finish two. But I was like, oh, let me just watch one again. And so on a Saturday, I watched one, I watched two, and I watched three on the Sunday morning. Seriously. And we recorded <laughs> yes. Sunday, I think. Yes, and we recorded that Sunday. And like that in itself is such an experience because yeah. you literally go through all the highs and the lows of The Godfather you, in such an infinite amount, a small amount of time. You go from Marlon Brando to Sofia Coppola. <laughs> to Sofia Coppola. And you're, and I like was literally like, what happened? What did I just yeah. do in the last? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was an experience and recording that was really fun too. So nice. yeah, that's my best recording. <laughs> Our next category is Glad to See. So the movie that I think we were both happy was on the list. I think there's movies that we wish we hadn't put or movies that we wish we had put. But like, hey, this was the perfect place to put this movie. And I think there's actually a lot of them, but we're going to go with our best one right now. So my runner up is Traffic because I have been wanting to watch Traffic since I was 
like nine years old <laughs> and I saw that they won best or Steven Soderbergh won best director mm-hmm. for for the film and I truly believed Aaron Brockovich should have won although I was nine and yes. didn't know anything um but I am glad that I've watched it now as an adult and I can really appreciate why Steven Soderbergh won that award because it is a very beautiful film but my my winner is more sentimental for me um because having rewatched it all of my same feelings that I had as a kid, we're still there. And for me, that's Roman Holiday. Oh, I thought we were <laughs> What did you, did you think the way we were? <laughs> oh, Thelma. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> but for Roman Holiday, okay. because going into it, I was like, I was nervous because I was like, this doesn't feel like in the movie. Like, I don't know if he's going to like mm-hmm. it. And that kind of gives me nerves. And then part of it was like, I've also watched this so much as like a young woman that I was so heavily influenced by like princess and falling in love and all that stuff. Am I going to still have those same feelings towards it? And I completely did because I do think it's a really magical movie. And I think there's just like an etherealism to it. That's very nice and sweet, but it's romantic and it's realistic at the same time. And it's, it's what a romance movie should be in my opinion. And so I, I, yeah, Rowan Holiday. Perfect. I'm glad that we watched it. I'm glad that you watched it. Nice. So my runner-up is actually the Before series. Again, that's a double award winner. (laughs) But not because it's your runner-up. Well, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. I really, again, (laughs) I was really happy with that series. I loved every, like, the ups and downs of it. I think it's it's a great series. It's probably, I'd argue, one of my favorite trilogies. I honestly would highly recommend people watch it. And watch it together, I think. I think give yourself the time don't like watch one and then watch, you know, don't watch before sunrise and then before sunset, like two years later. I think watch them close together to see that progression and see that movement. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. But the movie I'm super happy that we ended up putting on the list was Showgirls. I was so <laughs> happy about that. Because I think when we talk about movies to watch before the end of the world, there's always this notion of like, we need to watch all the best things ever made. But I think... Some of the worst movies ever made provide some of the best experiences. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a single movie more than Showgirls that exemplifies that. Showgirls That's is an true, yeah. awful movie and an amazing viewing experience. Yeah. It is. It truly is. It truly is. Like, it is a one-star movie and a five-star viewing experience. <laughs> that is literally what it is. And I think just for that and that alone, I'm so glad we ended up watching it. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a very good answer. I like Thank that. Thank you. <laughs> I like that a lot. For things that we were glad to see, now we're going to go into what was our least favorite yes. um, movie that we watched. So, Nadim, tell me what was your least favorite. Honestly, I don't know why we watched Die Hard 2, Mitha. <laughs> I have no idea why in the end. And I know at the time we were looking for like unconventional Christmas movies. But Die Hard 2 is so inconsequential as a film, as like a film in the the grand scheme of things. I think... I love Die Hard for the record. I want to make that very clear. I think Die Hard is yeah. so good, so entertaining. Everything an action movie should be is what Die Hard is. And Die Hard 2 is so bland. <laughs> it's so it's, like it's, generic yeah. and like boring and just like that also felt like homework for the record, but like in the worst way. But it was just such a boring, bland movie. I just I didn't care. Yeah. So my answer as well was Die Hard oh, really? 2. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was my least favorite. And it's for all the reasons that you said, but I also think it's like, it's so, Die Hard is so, it's such, just like Showgirls, like it's an experience to watch. It's so fun and it's unexpected. And like, even though I watch it every year at Christmas, I get super excited every time I watch it. And I try to figure out how John is going to get himself out of this situation. And Die Hard 2 has none of that. And I think it speaks to when, you know, movie studios try to monopolize on something that was really good and they're just not able to recreate that that magic and that spark that's in that first one and so yeah i just i i'm so mad that we did watch (laughs) it's just like why did i waste my time on this and the worst part though was like i knew this going into it like i literally had a conversation with someone at work like oh i'm gonna watch die hard 2 for the first time but i don't want to and they're like why and i was like because i love die hard like i know i'm gonna be let down it's not going to be as good they tried to convince me that it is good i don't work with that person anymore but yeah. <laughs> i don't work with them because i know I, I promoted them oh, okay. so. <laughs> uh. but yeah <sighs> but yes yeah die hard too for me that That's was fair. Wah, wah. yeah real wrong <laughs> yeah but now we're going to go to our our prize our favorite <laughs> movie episode i think i approached this i don't know how you approach this but this is meant to be our most favorite so i approached it as most favorite movie and most favorite episode like what is the what is the crown jewel of this podcast for you got you so i didn't approach it i thought like what was my favorite movie throughout all of them so maybe it's not necessarily my favorite episode but definitely movie um and for me it's like i don't know how i went so long without having seen this and it's Sunset Boulevard. I am just so <laughs> enamored with yeah. Sunset Boulevard. All of the pieces in it. It's old Hollywood. There's a monkey. There's romance. <laughs> there's mystery. It's black and white. There's noir to it. It's yeah. like all of the elements in the world that I love in one movie. And I can't believe I had never seen it before. And I love it. And I've watched it like two times since then. <laughs> Because it's oh, nice really? to have on. I've had it on like in the background while I'm getting dressed in the morning and whatnot. I bought it because I really, really like yeah. Sunset Boulevard. But yeah, that was my my favorite that we've done. What about you? Nice. <laughs> so my favorite, It's this is interesting because we're going to make a full circle, Mita, because my oh. favorite was Gaslight. Oh! <laughs> I loved Gaslight. I think it honestly ended up being my favorite episode because it ended up being my favorite movie. I think yeah. it's the one I'm so glad I ended up finding that movie and realizing it. It yeah. kept me enthralled from start to finish. It was such an entertaining piece. And it's one of those things that my takeaway from this podcast will be everyone should see Gaslight because you've never heard of it. Yeah. And that's, totally. I think, why it's so per- good because everyone has heard of Citizen Kane. Everyone has heard of 2001 on Space, o- Space Odyssey and you may or may not choose to watch it, but you probably haven't heard of Gaslight and you should. And that's why, and I didn't know it. This is coming from someone, I'm a, like, I, you and I, between the two of us, probably know every movie in the world. But, <laughs> but neither of us had heard about this until recently. Yeah. And it was, ended up being such a stunner. So, gaslight for me. And so relevant so to today. So relevant. Like, so relevant. Yeah. And I'm just like, why is no one talking about this? Yeah. Why hasn't this come up in anything? Yeah. But yeah. Watch Sunset Boulevard too, because there's a lot of things that are relevant to today. Honestly, as well. I think those are, very, and they're both black and white, meet the and white movies. Yeah, and we talk it's so much of, in this series about like, you know, are we at a time to watch black and white movies? And maybe in this, we just proved our thesis that yeah, there's always a time for black and white movies. Yeah, it's that simple. And I think like I obviously movie studios are always like looking to make money, mm-hmm. but I think the 
money that was you were able to make in those times is different than the money that you're able to make now for obvious reasons. And so I think a lot more heart and soul and like more passion went into those older movies than you see today. Into the storytelling. Into the storytelling. The storytelling was so important at the time. And that's what kept the movies going. And I don't know. I think we proved it because I would say that my top three were The Apartment at number three, Third Man at number two, and The Gaslight at number one, and all of them are black and white movies. There you go. Yeah. Oh, but there you have it. it. That is that so is great. the definitive end of season one Ooh. of Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. I love that. Yeah. yeah we're going to do this every season. We're going to do this every season, like this. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. But, Mita, we're not going to do Kevin yeah. Bacon this time because this is a special yeah. episode, so it doesn't have anything to do with the series. But yes. uh, so we are about to we're, we're pretty much done here. We're going to sign off. But I think the thing Vita and I are most excited about with this episode is we are going to announce our first episode for season two. I'm actually like so excited about this. Do you want to um, give the listeners just a quick um, reminder of what we're doing? Yes. So season two is a little bit different. So to contrast and compare, season one, Nadeem and I each made a list of 25 movies that we wanted to watch throughout the year. And then we knocked out those movies one by one. This year is a little bit different. So I have compiled a list of 25 movies that I think Nadeem should watch. And Nadeem has compiled a list of 25 movies that he thinks I should watch. And week by week, we're going to watch those movies. But there is an element of surprise to it as well. So at the end of each episode, we'll reveal what next week's episode is. So I don't know what's on Nadeem's list and he doesn't know what's on my list. Um, in season one, we had pure visibility on all yeah. of it. Yes. And so this year we don't. So there is some shock and there's some surprise to come. But I'm super excited to announce that the first episode of season two is going to be Veronica Mars. The movie? <laughs> the movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Should I? Yeah, I give me I'll go into it a little bit in our episode, but yeah. um, I'll just say that I am a producer of this movie. <laughs> and if you follow Veronica Mars, you'll understand why. Um, I went back and forth a little bit about what my number one and my number two movie were going okay. to be. But I, I'm going to kick it off with Veronica Mars. Because okay. I, I, yeah, I, you've never seen the TV series. Do I need to have seen the TV series though? No, you don't. Okay. I don't think you do. And I've asked other people to like, if they think that you do. And they do a little kind of um, short synopsis in the beginning of the movie to kind of understand. Okay. A little bit, but I don't think you need to have seen it and know it. And if anything, I think this movie had inspired a lot of people to start from the beginning. Okay. So that's my secret hope for you. Okay, sure. <laughs> Is that, you, yeah, that you're interested in, in Veronica Mars. But yeah, that's your first okay. one. Okay. I think yes. one thing we also want to make clear is that Mita doesn't know if I've seen Veronica Mars. And similarly to me, we've made these lists very independent of the other person. So yes. there's some assumption based on how, I mean, I think we know, generally speaking, how often we talk. So Mita also doesn't know maybe I've seen Veronica Mars and she doesn't know it, but she'll find out. I'm barely episode- certain you haven't. <laughs> she'll find out episode one. And that's, how, and, that's and then episode one, I'm going to announce Mita's first movie and so on and so forth. Oh my gosh. I can't handle it. I, I As someone who always needs to be prepared, this is a lot for me. It's a lot. But it's a lot. episode one is going to air on April 28th. So yes. next week you will not have an episode from us, but we might have some uh, social media updates to keep things fresh and exciting. Yeah. But no episode and then come back on April 28th. We'll have an Oscar wrap up and we'll dive right into season two. 
Yeah, super exciting. I love this. Oh my gosh. Yes. But speaking of social media. Yes. <laughs> you can always continue to find us even during our little um, little hiatus. It's one week. Mm-hmm. Y'all can deal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, mm-hmm. on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod, and you can email us at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, friends. This was this was a fun episode. I'm glad. So super glad yeah. we did this. Me too. It's nice to look back. Yeah. Please like, subscribe, share, and rate and review. And we will see you on April 28th for episode one of season two. Veronica Mars. Have a lovely two weeks, my friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.